I was at the gates. Rams legs, my beats black, my plants dead, my planet X, and my bleed green. And what's under the uncut chia seed? And what, 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 what from the guillotine? A little fleeing tick, a little fever dream, a little plea the fifth. Roadkill, I'm off leash, I don't heal, and I'm hung from an unkind mobile. I turn one misstep and a bone meal. Look, they break, I'm lights out, my con sleeps upside down. It's sci fi, red tide, my high by make break time. I go three, two, one, D, six times, no lie till death, he get in line. Can't help spawn, I'm no joke. I eat brains, I throw bolts, I know East Prayer seem broken, else I go marching in, I'm all out, yo. I know rodeo from these pony shows, I don't stay for tea, I can't slow the code, I go coyote alone and ghost, I'm in the goddamn smoke, your nose go to go fresh pop, my favorite mug. Ace rock, my base sucked. Agent all things deep six to feel like I was put here to keep crypt. I get tired of bread, I might eat the rich, I ain't seen a leader, just feed a fish. You want free weed, you want free shit, I mean, dude. I was at the gates, wolf said my boots on, no bullshit, and on both sides of that tough love, they're both mud, that's what's up. Hello, welcome to the midnight hour. We're back for another riveting episode. Uh, do you want to talk about the song that you played, Steven? Yes, sure. Uh, I played. There's a new single by Aesop Rock. He has a new album coming out. Oh, this uh, is new. Yes. Okay. I did find a new thing. You talked about me finding a new thing, and I found <laughs> a new thing. People are not releasing music right now? Is that a thing? Not really. It's weird. That's I don't weird. know why they're not. Everybody was like, oh, we're going to release so much more new music now that there's... You don't a... need people in the studio with you, really. Yeah. Not but... like a full crew. Yeah. But people are still... I don't know. It, they There was all the They could do about... what we're doing here now. True. <laughs> there was the talk about like... During the pandemic, like, uh, was the thing that uh, Shakespeare wrote, like, King Lear during the uh, the pandemic of whenever Shakespeare... What is that? What, what the flu? Was that the fucking... I don't fucking know. Bubonic plague. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, but, like, people don't realize that, number one, there was nothing else to do during that time. I mean, they have no TV. Right. And, like... You can't even say read a book because like he, <laughs> he wrote all the books. Yeah, he hadn't written them yet, <laughs> uh, so that's a problem. And then people also underestimate the fact that like being stuck at home during a pandemic where people are dying and things are bad uh, is not the most like artistically invigorating. No, you're atmosphere. right. You're right. It doesn't really. I need inspiration, right. and a lot of inspiration comes from being outside of your house. Like living life. Yeah, being outside or traveling or all the yeah. things we can't do right now. Um, so we are video recording today's episode. We so are. we are here. Uh, what senses are we doing? We're doing sound, hearing, and seeing, and uh, speaking. Isn't sp- I mean, that's not a different sense. Hearing the- and speaking are all about hearing. You don't have... Talking's not a sense? No. You don't oh. sense anything by talking. <laughs> oh. You only sense by listening. Um, taste. Uh, we no one's new... tasting mm. yet. Mm. I want to shame you right now, though, because uh... why didn't we <laughs> record on video the last episode? You tell me. Why didn't we do it? Because we filmed the whole damn episode. No, we didn't. <laughs> uh, we You're had right, the we camera didn't. on the whole episode, but we didn't record it. Somebody forgot to remind me to hit record. <laughs> and I am someone, someone forgot that I am not the person to remind someone to do anything. Mm. So, shame, shame, shame. Yeah, well. Well, we'll we're we'll making see, up for it. We're making up for it. We'll see who uh, edits this video and uploads it. Oh, God. It's something I need to do, but I don't know if I'll do it. Um, 
so Wings in my chair. I want to start this episode on a sour note. And the note is, I need to vent. Okay. <laughs> I need to vent about um, reality competition shows. Mm, okay. Um, How about it? I mean, the fact that they still exist after... When did reality shows start really coming into play? Like 2000, 20 years later, there's still reality competition shows. Yes? I don't want to interrupt <laughs> so the your finger rant. Up. Go ahead. Uh, but uh, It's been a couple of days, so I feel like my anger has subsided. So, so you know the whole story about reality TV, right? There's a story? Yeah. Like the, it's the story? rise to, to prominence and all that. What's the story? So the story goes uh, that there was... Um, like the beginning of reality TV had started already, but... Um, there wasn't like all of the different reality there shows. Was it was the like real world. We had the, the real, real world in the 90s. And, and that sort of thing, road rules. And like there might have been a couple of them like on the major major stations. But the real big thing that hit with um, with all of the reality shows was during the, the huge writer strike. Oh, you're right. So there's the writer strike. And then everybody had to kind of decide like, are we going to continue with these series? How, what are we going to do? And then. Um, when it was time for like a new season to start, like in preparation for that, they were like, well, why don't we just make a bunch of these reality shows? We don't need to pay writers. Uh, we don't need to pay actors. That's funny because aren't a lot of shows, don't they have a lot of writing involved now? They do now. Well, that's the thing. Once the writer strike ended, they were like, oh, these shows are super successful and they're really cheap to make because yeah. we don't need to pay actors. We don't need to pay like any of the, we yes. don't need to pay union fees. And so they're like, it would be easier and better and we could probably make a slightly better show if we did have some writers. But that's the whole story behind the, the reality shows uh, is that they they all kind of came out of the, the writer strike. Era. Okay, that makes sense. But that was also, yeah, that was like over that a decade ago. Over a decade ago? That was 20, that's two decades ago. Fuck, we're old. <laughs> uh, okay, so I got into a reality competition show. I'm not going to say what the show is, but I got invested in it. And I haven't been invested in a reality competition show and i don't even know how long to even say i was ever really invested in in any of these things so right. i watched the show and of course it's a it's a music show and you put together a group basically and you're re-watching making the band there's making the band um with, 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 what's the the x factor oh yeah uh, anyway so I was thinking about this. So the person that I was rooting for since the beginning, somebody who I really liked, and I was like, they're going to make the band, did not fucking make the band. Right. The, they did not make the group, and I was beyond pissed. Okay, so not only did I wake up early for this fucking show, I woke up early and I was still late because it was showing earlier than what I was used to every Friday. So I wake up and I see the end. And then I'm like, one, two, three, like counting. I'm like, wait a minute. Where's this person? <laughs> Where are you? Is this the end? So I immediately go into the internet and then I see other people so mad. And then I get mad. And you're sleeping still because I'm, I'm awake at seven in the morning. And that was <laughs> that's the time it should be on, but it was the end. And I wake you up because also you got invested in the show. Yeah. You watched it. I was watching it. You had an opinion. I did. I liked this person. You liked this person too. It was clear this person was, uh, you know. Talented. Doing well week after week. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I go into the room and I'm mad. Okay. And there's a voting element too of this show as a lot of these reality competition shows have. And I was voting. 
So not only was I watching every week, but I was also voting every single day. And of course, I voted for this person. I mixed it up a bit, but I did vote for this person because I... I, and the thing is, I was not worried. I was so secure in my opinion that he was going to make this group, but he did not make this group. And I was like, I didn't even cry. <laughs> I was just mad. And I just went on the internet and I found people who were mad along with me because it it misery hard. loves com company. And, and it wasn't hard to find people that were also mad about this because uh, everybody was mad about it. Every, yeah. I was not the only one. And so, and then... This is, it's different in a way because there's the voting element involved in this, right? And so people are getting like a personal, they put some effort into making this group. And then when right. that person's not in there anymore, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't what's want, the point? What's, I don't want to be, right. watch, I don't want to watch this group anymore. I don't want to listen to this group. I don't want really anything to do with them. Um, and then I think a lot of the global voters are feeling the same way too. So then you just lost an entire audience. So you have a group of people that are very happy. They're mm -hmm. like, yes, my favorite's in the group. And then you have all these people who are upset and are not going to like the group anymore. So I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Wouldn't it have been easier to just put a group together without anybody's opinion, put it out there, and then everybody would like them? Well, that's the thing that they did with like making the band, going back to, to that. like They put a group together together. Uh, and it's not like a survival-based show, but it's like... It wasn't this survival. Is like, this is going to be the group unless yeah. if something goes wrong with like a member or two, and then they'll have to drop out if we like remove them. Um, I was thinking about X Factor because One Direction started on X Factor. And so they, right. ca they came in as solo people, then put together, and then won as a group. So it would be different if this competition show had like maybe two groups, and then you voted on a group as opposed to the individuals. Yeah. I just think like any type of reality show where you're... Um, when there's like winners and losers, I guess, which is not all reality shows. Some are just like you know day in the life kind Some of things. Just, yeah, slice uh, of life. But the the like the winners and losers ones that people invest in, especially ones that include voting, like you're building in disappointment into yeah. the outcome of your yes. show. Not everybody will be happy. No, you are, you are building in that some people are going to invest like tons of time into a show, and then at the end of the show, you're guaranteeing that a portion of your audience is going to be like, what the fuck did I watch this for? Yeah. Like you're going to, you're guaranteeing that you're going to have a Game of Thrones style ending. I think the finale was like three hours long too. And for what? I didn't watch the whole thing because I was so mad. I'm like, I'm not going to go back and watch. I saw the right. end already. I know what happened. Right. I'm not going to watch the entire show just to be disappointed yet again. And then let's what's, what is the success rate of these groups that are put together through a show? I don't think we, uh, One Direction's not together anymore. Little Mix is still together. They were put together in X Factor, I believe, but you know they never really broke out of the the British music scene. True. Um, who else? American Idol. Uh, Kelly I guess Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson, but she's like she's songwriting now. She's not yeah. really singing anymore. She has her own talk show. Like it's very strange. But like it's still uh, a modicum of a success, and I guess I don't know when when we talk about like the success rate of a music group, mm -hmm. uh, how many music groups last until forever? I mean, <laughs> none. The Rolling Stones are still together. True, they did. You know, they weren't together, and they don't have all of their original members. Are some of them dead? And like some have like they got the ones that count. I guess <laughs> they've they've had a couple of different eras, but um, yeah, like very rarely do groups last beyond like 
really they, five they, they, or six years. Yeah, I know. They just kind of change and adapt in a new group. I guess Backstreet like, Boys are still together. Yeah, but they weren't for a long time. Groups can come back together, but they they were broken up for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess you can't really say like, oh, what? And if this group's only together for five and, or six years and sells millions of records, uh, what a failure! Like that's not true. Um, I think longevity is a part of success. But how do you measure longevity? Like, how long is longevity? Longer than five years. Longer than five years? <laughs> yeah. Five years is a long time, especially in the music industry. Especially when you put a group together that don't even, they're not friends from the beginning. That's true. And then, I don't know, maybe they're looking out for number one instead, and then they become solo artists and stuff. And they were always wanted, they always wanted to be solo, but they did this group because that was part of the competition. I think I always look at music success as, um, I think five years is good because I think the the in order to make an impact, like you can make an impact with one album, you can make an impact with with two. I think a three album run is usually where bands or artists like they'll have a three album like classic run, and then they'll have some for like the deeper fans here and there. Uh, but rarely do you have more than that. There are some bands that exceed that, but I think three albums are like a good, you know, my my. Uh, music career lasted for three good albums. Uh, every album of those three people liked, and like it was, it was important. Let's say maybe thirty to fifty songs, somewhere around there. Uh, and you could make three albums in three years or less, but realistically, you want to take some time off, maybe some time to tour, maybe some time to write the album. So five years sounds about right. Does um, I is success measured like retroactively? Like, do we not know that we're successful until the success is over? Well, I don't know. So that's an interesting. Because I can I can look back at a time and say, yeah, they were big at that time, and then they're no more. Like one hit wonders or two hit wonders or something like that. Is that considered successful? Because they had a big song at the time, but then like whatever happened to this person, then we never heard music from them again. Everybody measures success differently. Yeah, I mean, success is measured by especially with. In the arts, success is measured by both the artist and the consumer, mm-hmm. uh, and they measure the success differently. Does the artist feel fulfilled and like they accomplished something? My wallet and does and yeah, in the wallet. And does the the consumer feel uh, like that artist was successful in delivering a message or like a body of work? And I get like you you were a big fan of the Spice Girls. How long were they together? Like a year, right. maybe two. <laughs> and like, that. would you say that the Spice Girls were not successful? I oh. They were successful. And I could say they're successful because people still know them and remember them. Sure. So. They had a lasting impact. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you think about, like, what's one of the most successful groups of all time? You think of, like, the Beatles. Mm-hmm. They were together for a clean 10 years. That's from a 1960 good amount of time. To 1970. That was it. The whole 60s. They were they were together as a band, and they, they put out uh, a pretty... Like large amount of albums in that time. Well, ten years is a long time. That's ten. Ten years is a long time. But you were talking about like, can success be measured in the time of? And they were definitely successful in the time when they were together. But then you look at a band like The Velvet Underground, and they had some success, but they really saw success afterwards when people would mm-hmm. would like look at them as like they were around oddly enough at the same time as the Beatles. Uh, in the latter half of the Beatles' career, they started in in the late sixties. Which is really bizarre to think about. Time is a weird thing, uh, but they were me- like their success is measured in their their lasting impact, not in their original impact at the time, and certainly not in record sales. Right. Uh, but yeah, reality shows, huh? I'm mad. 
fucking I'm bullshit. mad. I'm not going to pay any attention. I might pay a little attention because <laughs> I just out of curiosity. But I'll always look at this group and think, man, what if? Oh, they would have been so much better. Every time they do, if they mess up, I'm going to be like, oh, well. That person, person wouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You needed this person there. Well, I'm, I'm rooting for either uh, him being put in another group or maybe going solo too. So yeah. we'll see. Anyway, thank you for letting me vent. Yeah. This like, show usually isn't about venting. We usually don't allow anybody to vent on this show. <laughs> so This will not be called the Ventisode. No. Uh, um, so this episode's a little bit different. How's this uh, different? Than the last episode that I haven't uploaded yet. But I'm sure <laughs> by the time this one's uploaded, the other one will be uploaded. Uh, if you listen to that show, you'll know that that was uh, a show I ran. Yeah, and that's why the it was not recorded. Ooh. <laughs> Who rec- who's, whatever. You want to do this show by yourself? Is that what you want? Kind of. I'm the star. <sighs> I'm the star, bitch. I don't think that's true. Don't mute me. <laughs> I did not mute you. I'm adjusting. I'm producing the show. <laughs> that's why the producer should belong behind the scenes, Diddy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what Diddy were we definitely about? wasn't present. Okay, what, in... was, what was your point? What was your point? This is a you-run show. This is a me run show because I finally stopped being lazy and decided to put some more effort into this. Right. So I was I was gently <laughs> curating an episode. Gently. Gently curating. Okay. Um, well, curate. Okay. Bitch. So we're gonna talk about news now. World news. <laughs> Man. Okay. Uh, you need to work on your transitions. <laughs> here's here's how this could have gone. What? This is a me curated show. So, Talking about curating shows, the news is curated. <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> segue. Speaking of shows, CNN is a show that talks about news. What I was going to say... Oh, God, I can't remember. CNN's channel. Not a show. That's not what I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say because I was venting and because I said that this was going to start on a sour note, I'm going to transition to another sour sour note and Mm. mention that Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg has passed away, sadly. She passed away yesterday on the 18th um, from cancer. I think she had pancreatic cancer. She's in hell now. No, <laughs> sorry. <Jeez. laughs> sorry. Uh, she no might be dark. in hell. I mean, she she was involved. So I in okay. Politics. I don't know much about about her. Okay. I know she's a Supreme Court justice in 1993 and was elected by Bill Clinton. So 93 was, would have been Clinton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was put in uh, in there. H.W. definitely would not have put her in the Supreme Court. Clinton put her there or nominated her. I don't know how the vote works. Um, I know there was a movie about her about the with the girl that I cannot remember her name for the life of me. She has British girl, big front teeth. I. <laughs> the only person that's coming to mind is Emily Browning. <laughs> that's not what. <laughs> the, she's like the ma- the female equivalent of uh, Eddie Redmayne. Oh, fuck, she is, isn't she? <laughs> they like look kind of similar. Uh, I can't remember. I know exactly her name. who it is. I picture her in my head. <laughs> I can't remember her name, um, but she played Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's a really long name. RBG. RBG. Let's call her RBG. That's what everybody else does now. Um. Yeah, because she's like cool, you know. So yeah, she well, she's dead, and then so. she was a lawyer for a really long time, and I know she was the advocate for women's rights and fought mm-hmm. for women's rights. That's what I know about RBG. Yeah. Uh, so let me. Do <laughs> you want me to dive in a little bit deeper? Uh, go ahead. All right. Because I have. It depends some where you're going with. It. <laughs> depends on where uh, you're going with this. So her judicial career, mm-hmm. career on the Supreme Court, is. Please don't take away anything of the of the good stuff she did. It's. Uh, generally positive. Uh, Mm -hmm. She was, you know, the Supreme Court has not always had the best people on the court. Uh, 
but I think the the key takeaway here with her death because what's the what's the uh, at least on your social media and your uh, awareness of of her death, what have you noticed has been the uh, overall overarching like reaction to her death? They're sad about it. So they're sad about it. But what's like? How are people like thinking about what the impact of this is? Well, my reaction was, and I literally tweeted this and said, "We're fucked." A lot of people are saying <laughs> we're fucked. Yeah, we're and fucked. And so, the thing that we need to think about right now is, in what fucking world is our future and like our our ability? This isn't that loud. It's not picking up. Trust me. Uh, I have a squeaky chair. Uh, in what world is an eighty-six-year-old? With pancreatic cancer for over a decade, dying, something that can destroy our civil liberties and rights. How in what universe is is that like okay? That like all of our all like all of our hopes and our our structure and the things that bind us together and make us not fucked is the livelihood of an eighty six year old no, we were cancer patient. <laughs> we've been fucked. Twenty twenty, we've been fucked. So here's here's what this pisses is just me off about another her. layer to it. She is probably one of the best Supreme Court justices. I mean, easily she's the best Supreme Court justice probably in my lifetime, mm-hmm. um, and broadly in probably the Supreme Court justices, the Supreme Court's uh, at least top history. 10. She's she's <laughs> in there in terms of like her impact and and good things that she has done. However. I do have to say, uh, I got two main things. Okay, One, she should have retired when she was diagnosed with cancer in 2009. And people are like, oh, but she loved the Supreme Court. Why are you forcing this prominent woman to retire? Fuck that. The reason why she didn't retire, and in 2009, she was diagnosed with cancer. We had a Democratic uh, majority in the Senate. Mm-hmm. So that means that we could have put through anybody else. Obama was in office. Mm-hmm. He would have nominated. So the way it happens is the president nominates uh, a Supreme Court or a justice to be on the Supreme Court, and then the Senate votes on it, right? Oh, the Senate votes. Is right. it only the president? To, to ratify. That... Only the president. How, how does he know these? That's going to be my <laughs> point, too. Uh, but so she should have retired. She didn't retire. Right. Not because she, like. She wanted to make a difference, though. No. She was, she was uh, like most of the world, she wanted, she thought that Hillary Clinton was going to win. Mm and she wanted Hillary Clinton to like for her legacy and for her ego she was like I'm you know a very prominent uh woman in woman the... on the supreme court yeah. I want the first woman president to put my replacement like it's all fucking ego like she knew that this was a fucking possibility and she could have retired at any point leading up to that uh with Obama in office she chose not to yeah. she had cancer yeah. she knew that she was going to like she was trying to hold on like the election for is a long time, up. ten years. But like, ultimately, years. like her, her hubris is probably going to the the people that that Trump will nominate, and they're they're definitely going to push through. And there's a Republican run Senate, so it's very likely that they could uh, just push through a nominee like they did with Kavanaugh. Uh, it's very possible that they're going to put somebody in there that is going to be fucking terrible, right. like. And worse like than young, Kavanaugh. young, so, so they're gonna live, live forever. forever. <laughs> Evil um, lives forever. Like some people being thrown out there are Ted Cruz, Tom Cotton, who's uh, probably a worse fascist than Trump. Um, and Ted Cruz is horrible, horrible person. Um, but I think Trump, 
today said, I'll probably nominate a woman, which is like, great, it's going to be some fucking woman who's terrible. Like, you're just trying to get, I don't know. It's it's going to be stupid. And the Democrats are not going to do anything to stop it because they have, what they're can, fucking cowards. Well, what can they do? We don't run. Say it's it, like, we're, we're literally uh, two months away from an election. So I saw that there is a petition to wait. Right. Because this is what happened when Obama, in, Obama was nominating somebody during his last year of his presidency, mm-hmm. much earlier than this, because uh, there was the vacancy. Uh, I can't remember who, who was out, but uh, they were filling that seat. And Mitch McConnell said, nope, we are not going to vote on this because the Democrats didn't have the Senate anymore because they were addicted to losing. Uh, and so the Republicans like didn't fill this seat and like we're telling Obama, we're not going to hold a vote on your nominee uh, until you are out of office and then we'll nominate somebody. I can't believe you can do that. So you just have an open spot on the Supreme court. Right. But now those exact same people, including Mitch McConnell are saying, uh, we need to fill this seat like Like in the next week. Yeah. Uh, So that's point Uh, one uh, that this was totally avoidable. And the sad thing is, her hubris to stay in the Supreme Court will ultimately, most likely, lead to a massive erasure on her legacy. Yeah. Uh, because somebody's going to replace her that's going to, like, we're going to have uh, more conservative judges on the Supreme Court than uh, moderate, liberal, or uh, left judges. Uh, so we're going to have a conservative majority for the Supreme Court, which brings me to number two. The Supreme Court fucking sucks as an institution. It's probably the dumbest part of our uh, political system, which is saying a lot. I was always taught that the Supreme Court's job was to uphold the... The Constitution. Constitution, Right. It's to to, uh, take issues of national They've done some decent stuff throughout history. But here's the fucking problem with the Supreme Court. The people of the United States don't get a say on who's right, on the Supreme right, Court. Right, 100%. Uh, and it's a lifelong Life, appointment yes. There's no term limits on the Supreme Court. What the fuck is that? <laughs> like, I wonder what was on our forefathers' mindset when they when they put that together. But they assumed that, like, oh, these are going to be judges and, like, people of law. They're going to be and they're, fair. They're going to... Yeah, and also... Uh, it, so somebody, somebody said something that I think was, was I th- very important. I think it's funny that they... You retire usually, I mean, not anymore because of the economy, but you usually right. retire at 65, right? Maybe earlier if you're lucky. And these people are at that age and then working some more. Right. They get nominated at that age. Yeah. They start their, their Supreme Court. And by that point, they've already like rotted away any sort of uh, <laughs> ability to, to be impartial or, yeah. So so somebody says, and this applies not only to, um, to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, it's very prominent with her, but this is the same thing with Obama. It's the same thing with Trump, and it's the same thing. It, it, it comes down to, uh, I'm going to paraphrase and change some words here to make this a little bit more uh, palatable, I guess. Uh, the American people's refusal uh, refusal to view their leaders as tools to accomplish agendas, but rather view them as uh, a projection of their own personal ambitions has caused incalculable damage to even just the liberal project. Uh, so essentially, right. Essentially what, what that means is we have, we no longer view politicians or anybody in a position of power as a tool to accomplish our goals. Mm-hmm. We view them as their own agenda, right? Right. Or we view them as idols in many ways. So we view like 
Like Hillary Clinton is a projection of people's ideals or Elizabeth Warren is a projection of like, she's a girl boss and she's like, she's a fucking politician. Bernie Sanders is a fucking politician. These people are not your heroes. They are not your idols. They're there to serve you. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg is no fucking different. Like, did she accomplish things? And can you admire the work that she's done? Of course you can. But can you also realize that her function in society is not this bastion of, of hope and this bastion of, like, uh, this projection of your ideals and values? She is a judge that is making decisions to influence and affect your life. And she is a public representative. She is not your fucking grandmother, unless if she's literally your grandmother. But, well, public representative, but they're not voted in there, so they kind of no. actually don't have to answer to the public at all. They don't, which is fucked up. <laughs> Do Supreme Court judge, because you know how judges are supposed to be impartial, even though that's They're supposed to interpret impossible. the laws through the, the veil of the Constitution. Yes. And, um... Can she like? Are they allowed to watch TV and like in the news and? Of course they are. They have political opinions. I know that's true, but you're not supposed to. Aren't, don't they always try to get judges that don't know or even juries that don't know anything about the case? Like there was a murder in Arkansas. Yeah, but it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, <laughs> so, and if there's a murder in Arkansas, it's probably the Clintons. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, you're gonna get us killed. Maybe it's fine. We all die. And then I can actually talk to Ruth Bader Ginsburg and I could be like, why the fuck oh, didn't you she hell? retire? <laughs> uh, anyway. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Are you done with your rant? I could go further. <laughs> Let's not go further. You touched on the two points you wanted to touch on. I did. Point is, uh, yeah, we are fucked. Yeah. We're fucked. Even me. I have so little knowledge on any of this stuff. I really do. You... I only listen to you, and that's probably a bad thing because right. you are very opinionated. I am. Um, but even, I think I said this to you a few years ago. I'm like, why is she still here? She got sick a few years ago, like, couldn't she was, be on the Supreme Court anymore, right. like a she, couple she years ago. She was in the really hospital, sick. yeah. Um, and I was like, oh my God, she's going to die. And this was after Trump had already put in that other Supreme Court person. I was Brett like, he's going to get another person? Mm -hmm. Like, why didn't she do this, retire or whatever back when she could have, and Obama could have put somebody in there younger um, to at least hold a spot there, you know? Yeah. So two more little things. One, <laughs> one is more just like, do you know how the Supreme Court works? Like, What? The, how is this a little thing? No, no, no. Like very, very basically. Like they don't write law. No, duh. So what happens is like a case from one of the lower courts gets brought yes, to them. Yes, yes, yes. If it's a constitutional thing that gets... Well, not even higher. If, if it, it, you can take a case that you might have against the state or even like you can have civil cases, I guess, uh, that get like leveled up through like state courts through, um, or like your local county courts, your state courts, and then your like federal, uh, federal courts, and then to the Supreme Court. All of those have like different Supreme Court style judges. Uh, and it, they rule on something, and then you can like appeal that ruling mm -hmm. and bring it up to a higher court. Then if the higher court accepts it, then they make that ruling. Mm -hmm. So any case that's ever been that the Supreme Court has made a decision on, like we take Roe v. Wade, for example, yes. which is the uh, the reproductive rights. I hate calling it abortion rights, but uh, it's the reproductive rights um, landmark decision by the Supreme Court that ruled that it's not 
unconstitutional to get an abortion. Mm -hmm. uh, essentially what they do is they just get this case that was brought to the Supreme Court um, that was ruled on by a lower court, and they say, okay, looking at the ruling of this, can we overturn the ruling or uh, uphold the ruling based on the information from the Constitution? And that's it. That's all they fucking do. And yet somehow they uh, impact our fucking life. Because what they do, Roe v. Wade didn't say, okay, abortion's legal now. That's not what Roe v. Wade did. But what it did is it set a precedent, meaning that any other case, you can cite Roe v. Wade as a reason why your case uh, would be ruled one way or the other. That's all that the fucking courts do. They just set precedent. They don't actually make law. Mm -hmm. None of them. So maybe it's okay that they're not, they're just appointed instead of put into place. I think that's probably the, like the founding fathers I ideals is that it's like, well, they just make rulings on like, they're not, they're not supposed to impact policy on our government and the way that we're ruled. But yet here we are. The courts are bullshit. Also, <laughs> Courts are just fucking cops and uh, fuck cops. All cops. There's no such thing as a good cop. Here, here. Uh, okay. Uh, we're going to definitely switch gears from this topic because uh, we're going to talk about the new uh, Apple. Uh, <laughs> so Apple had a new, what's that thing? It's a convention. What do they have? It's, uh, a, it's a show. What are those uh, called? Now they just call it an event. Oh, an event. Apple had a new event. It's uh, not their WDCC, the Worldwide Developers Conference. It's just a, uh, uh, what event is this? It's just like, oh, we have something new coming out, so we're just going to talk about it and make this whole big fuss about yeah. it. That's what that is. They usually do two of these a year. But least. I always remember September one. So are they going to do one like not even that long from this next one then? Who knows? Because... There's already the iPhone 12, whatever, because yeah. we need a new phone every damn year, apparently. Um, but so these new Apple updates um, came in. Uh, people, of course, were all abuzz about it. Uh, you just want to talk about this because you downloaded the new <laughs> OS and you like it. Okay. Well, they have a new watch out. Okay. It's supposed to monitor something about blood. Oh, no. <laughs> I forgot oh, what it no, is. Oh, no. I don't like this it's at supposed all. supposed to monitor something like that. Um, but the look looks exactly the same. Oh, they have this new uh, family sharing thing. So you share your blood with your family. Yeah. You already share blood with your family. Is this in a biblical way? My blood. <laughs> uh, you can, I guess it's for older people and for kids. So you have family mode. So you, I can have a phone. Okay. And my grandpa and my, you know, whatever, a niece or something can have a, a watch without having a phone. So they can text and call you still and uh, give locations and look for directions and stuff without actually having to have a phone. So that's okay. a good thing, right? Sure, yeah, whatever. Um, and then what else do they have? So the watch, oh, an I iPad, a new iPad Air came out and there's lots of different colors and I kind of like the green one. Hint, hint, my birthday's coming up. <laughs> I don't need another iPad because I don't even use my Why are you even I don't even know, I don't know, because it's pretty and it's green and it's new. Um, so there's that, and then the biggest one for me, most importantly, is the iOS 14. Okay. That affects us all. Everyone with an <laughs> iPhone. Affects us all. Everyone with an iPhone. Equally as important as Supreme <laughs> Courts and the death of, yeah. I definitely use this every day than I do RBGs, whatever she did. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, iOS 14 came, and then I'm always apprehensive to... Up, you know, update my phone because I'm so used to doing it a certain way and usually the 
new iOS has come with shitty things that yeah. people hate. So I sometimes I resist. But this time, I didn't resist. Because there's new things that look so fun. <laughs> I widgets. Can, you get to widgets, which are not a new concept at all. None of no. this is new. No. None of this is new. And what Nothing I was reading in the new. articles is that like the Android phones had already been doing this. Sure, but nobody <laughs> gives a shit. <laughs> so I, I'm so fucking tired. I've always, I've never been a fan of like, oh, you know, you could do this on the fucking BlackBerry for <laughs> like a decade ago. Yeah, and it didn't fucking sell. I'm sorry. Like the BlackBerry was a decent phone. Sure, but like ultimately, you can't talk about phones, Stephen. You did not have good phones. I can't talk about phones. You, I work in tech. You had a chocolate. You remember your did chocolate? I have the chocolate? No, I had the Envy. Oh, I thought you had a chocolate. No, no I had the LG Envy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay, biggest thing with iOS 14 is the layout changes. At least for me, I don't even know what else you could do. Oh, there's a back tap button, which I still need to set up. But that's kind of cool. Okay. But the iOS 14, you could change the layout of your home screen, and I was customizing it, and I changed pictures and, and the pages, and the mine's all uh, color-coordinated, so it's just so cute, and I love it. <laughs> all right. This has been Tech Talk. <laughs> you have no opinions on these Apple things? No, I don't have any opinions on these. They release a new OS, like, every year, at least one. Uh, when did they stop calling having names for it? When did they start saying just by numbers? They've all for the phones. They've always done that. Oh, you're right. What am I thinking of? The browsers. Computers. Oh, Leopard. What are those? Yeah, it's old. What's the Leopard? That's the OS on the computer operating system on the computer. Oh, that's different from a phone? phone. Yeah, they have different operating systems. Why? Different. They're different devices. <laughs> oh. This is a touch screen, and it's small. <laughs> Oh, okay. Br- like, I don't know why they need to be different. You can't I guess. have the same interface. Like it, it's not as it's not going to be as intuitive. You don't like. It, I'm not going to get into this. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about the intricacies of the difference between the the two iOSs. You don't know like what people give a shit about. I guess that's true. Write into us if you want to have we're more. S- we're assuming that people give a shit about RBG and <laughs> how I feel about reality competition shows. True, true. Why do people even listen to this? They're not. That's true. That not. Uh, write into us. Tell us why you listen. Uh, if you want to hear more tech talk, we can do that. I and where I do you propose do these uh, these so called uh, listeners write to us? Where where are they doing this? How are they doing? S- this? Send us a letter. Oh, through mail. Through mail. The USPS is not going to be around anymore. How's that going to come in? Oh, Pigeon. Yeah. There's, man, I would like to send something by. Imagine, man. I could, t- I could tell you. I could tell you all about the reasons why the USPS is, is going away. <laughs> no, and the whole fact that's they want to. Who's curating the show right now? And they like the, real estate is one of the biggest reasons because the the uh, postal service has some of the prime real estate in every downtown of every major city. And if hey, they, remember when the cats visited our backyard? That was sick. <laughs> Four of them? Five of them? There's a lot of them. Speaking of prime real estate, we live in a real estate and Uh cats. I'm trying to help you out with your transitions. (laughs) I'm trying to help you out. Not go off on your usual tirades. Okay. So you want to talk about the cats? They're they're nice. I like them. (laughs) You love cats and raccoons and snakes. What else? You show me a capybara today with a tapir? Yes. Uh, I like critters. Tapier? Tapier. <laughs> That's the fancy one. Oh, you showed me a picture of an Angora bunny. The big, the fluffiest bunny. The world's fluffiest bunny, and I already knew it was Angora because... Okay, yeah. imagine being in the forest... Seeing this... And seeing this, like, 
big ass hairball <laughs> moving. Imagine what do would Angora you do? You follow bunnies it? Live in the forest. That where do bunnies live? Meadows. Some bunnies, but maybe <laughs> you just see this this vast flat meadow, and then just this, this fucking like, fluffy ass white cloud <laughs> is just hopping, hopping around. Hopping away, like can they even move? They Imagine have them running in the wind. They can't. Oh, it's so like Fabio. Like, yeah, it's like just flowing in the wind. <laughs> Remember when Fabio got hit in the face with a bird and it exploded? Yeah. On a roller coaster? Well, I don't remember because I think I was too young, but I remember seeing it on like pop culture shows. He destroyed that bird with his face. Did it break his nose? I think so. Oh. I don't think a bird's ever. Oh. Have I ever been attacked by a bird? Oh, yeah. They're mean. Like, uh, you're talking about, like, the, the flying birds, but you got to think about... <laughs> what other birds? <laughs> okay, well, I mean, it also flies, but, like, the, the grounded birds, like the goose. Oh. You've been attacked by a goose. I got bit by a goose once. You got bit by a goose? Yes, I was feeding it bread. You know how you do that sometimes? And it was like, fuck you. And I, I had it in my hand, and it just snapped. You've never fed... They have, like, serrated... You've never f- <laughs> was that grammatically correct? I've never fed a goose. <laughs> oh, I thought you said I never feed a goose. <laughs> I never feed a goose. <laughs> don't do it. It's bad. They can find food on their own. Yeah, they eat like, I don't know, what do they eat? Moss? Rats. Bugs. <laughs> we know nothing about animals. I like them. But you know nothing about them. They um, know nothing about me. So quarantine. Okay. We are in it still. I don't even know how long we've been in quarantine. Months and months and months. Seven months. Um, but during quarantine, people have been doing weird stuff. I wanted to talk about the things that we're buying in quarantine, our quarantine oh. purchases. These are things that we would not normally buy under normal mm-hmm. circumstances, most likely. Yes. I, I mean, I, I bought a okay. crate of Red Bull. You bought a crate of Red Bull, but you could... In the old days, you could have just gone out and got Red Bull. You've never, ever bought a crate of Red Bull from... Uh, online before. Technically, this is cheaper per Red Bull. So this is what I should have been doing all along. <laughs> oh, you're just dumb. You're buying a lot of stuff from overseas. I'm buying a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm paying so much for... Why? What the fuck? <laughs> we, so we don't tell each other about anything that we're <laughs> buying because uh, it's more fun this way. So we'll just be like working in our offices or something. We hear the doorbell ring. And there's just and like whose package? But I we know bought it's mine, something. I don't know it's yours. <laughs> so we're both like, uh oh. Okay, but okay, clothes is not a weird thing. So you bought Red Bull. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the weird things that I bought that had nothing to do with. Um, because I mean, we got ready for a party, and so we're buying some random shit for that, like a bucket, and oh, <laughs> and and um, I bought screen door tape. Because I made a huge hole yeah. in the screen door with the leg of a chair, and I bought tape that looks like screen, but of course it doesn't match. So no, it's, it's obvious a different that it's like, tape. Great. <laughs> uh, there was all the, the our our gym equipment that we. Oh bought, yes, of course. Uh, that I bought. Uh, you weren't really privy to a lot of it, and then what else? Oh yeah, you just bought gym equipment, including my shorts. Okay. Which you've already mentioned. We've already mentioned you bought short shorts and tank tops. Yeah. I Wait, did. you haven't worn your short shorts in a while. It it wasn't short shorts weather. Excuse me? It used to be summer. It was summer. We were but, literally on fire. Exactly. I'm not going I'm not working You're out. Right. I'm not going outside. It got cold for a little bit, so I haven't worn the short shorts in a while. Oh, the short shorts have to be worn when working out. They don't have to. <laughs> okay, fine. Whatever. I'm gonna wear those shorts now every day. Oh, and then I tried to meal prep and that 
lasted a week. Mm, mm -hmm. And so I have all these containers for nothing. Yeah, that was smart. Oh, when I was afraid of that I was going to die, when I was having my panic attacks, I bought a blood pressure. pressure. (laughs) I've used that twice. I keep trying to buy a a new guitar for $1,000 and you won't let me. No, uh, not yet. want it. I want... So I want a new toy. I bought a a back brace that I don't use either. Yeah, do you know where it is even? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> We're fucking stupid. We're accumulating stuff, and this is what I was afraid of because some. I think your uncle told us that it was. It's just him, and even if it's just him, you start filling up so much stuff because you have the room now. We never had the room before. True. But now we have a garage, and I'm like, well, just put it in the garage. Put it in the garage. Um. Yeah. Uh, so yes. I guess I could kind of, while you're scrolling, I don't know if, if I can jump in. Uh, I was reading some things about how, uh, I think we touched on this before in previous episodes, but in in quarantine, uh, a lot of, technically we're not quarantined, we just stay at home orders, but whatever. Uh, people have been kind of regressing. Like to earlier parts of their own life, okay, and like okay. they've been revisiting things that they've they've been into in their past, uh-huh. and All I've right. definitely noticed that. Like I've been listening to a lot of older music from like when I was in high school or earlier. Uh, as you know, uh, I've been playing two video games. One is on the fucking Wii. Remember, the I found Wii? my Wii and started playing it, and then I've been playing on Switch, a game that I used to play on the original PlayStation. Uh. And that's just like my life right now. It's like I'm listening. I'm listening <laughs> and to music. And you play Tony Hawk. And the Tony Hawk remake. Uh, and I think that was kind of where like a lot of people were like, I'm playing Tony Hawk and listening to like, uh, I don't know, like. Who are you listening to? I don't know. Deftones have a new album coming out. I didn't listen to Deftones when I was younger, but like that's the type of music I feel that like people you're are getting listening into. To like some forty one. And Good no, Charlotte. No, haven't listened to either one of those. <laughs> uh, I could revisit that one, some forty one album. Yeah, but I've been listening to a lot of, like, I've been downloading a bunch of music that I remember from high school. I'm like, is this still good? Uh, And the answer is? Sometimes. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I think a lot of people have been uh, regressing and and getting into, uh, you've been doing it. You've been re-watching shows from when you were younger, from your youth. You watched Sister, Sister. Oh, yeah. I skipped around a lot on Sister, Sister. And you're watching Gilmore Girls now. Well, Gilmore Girls is always a good, like, fallback show, but Sister, Sister was good because... I was, uh, I did watch that when I was younger. I feel like I was there was a fan another T- show. Our good friend Tia Maori, ah, yes, who we friend. saw in, at Disneyland mm-hmm. the one time. Um, but a lot of people have been doing this. And I think it's, it's, I think there's a comfort in it that like, because so yes. much of the, of the world is, is different and unusual and strange that people are finding solace and, and comfort in uh, things that they uh, that they remember bringing them happiness. A, they feel safe. Yeah. It's a way of trying to feel safe again. And that was always, TV was that for me a lot of the time. It's my my comfort. And I guess my music escape. and video games have been that for me. So that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, speaking of television shows. <laughs> now we're getting to the meat and potatoes of this episode. So, is this, huh? Are we going to talk about a show <laughs> that's about meat and potatoes? I would watch that show. I feel like that would have what's that in that girl? Julia Child starring Julia she's Child. Dead. Me and Potato starring Julia Child. She's dead, right? I'm yeah, pretty sure she's, she's dead. dead. Wasn't she a spy? Or she? Anyway, you did your transition. Let's get back to it. What, <laughs> you, what are you we? Speaking me out. of television shows. Speaking of television shows, um, we are. I was. 
watching Sister Sister, watching all these nostalgic shows that I used to watch, I remembered uh, the very important episodes, the very special episodes of mm. sitcoms. Yes. Sitcoms, in general, are supposed to be funny, mostly lighthearted. There's jokes, there's slapstick, you know, it's 30 minutes. It's just supposed to be, you know, laugh track all around, right? It's supposed to be uh, junk food. Sure. It's supposed to be a snack. Okay. 30 minute little snack. Yes. Um, but every now and then. I... <laughs> every now and then. Yes. Continue. Uh, they always have. I don't know if every sitcom has this, but there's a very special episode which is always tackles a, a serious topic. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, the serious episodes still have the funny parts to it so they're right. still they don't lose the laugh track right no it still fits so with like the the theme of the show overall yeah um i don't know sometimes it, it doesn't make much sense in the show right it kind of pulls you out of it a little bit um but anyway i brought up a list you have a list up um i i scoured the internet i didn't scour i, I looked at like the first three links that i could find um, and I found some of these. And what I learned skimming through this is that there's some really dark episodes, like really dark episodes. So that don't fit like the theme of the show overall. Like it seems like really weird. And I think like so a big reason why they would do these very special episodes is they would try to bring attention to like a, a societal yes. issue or something uh, and like bring awareness. But like some of these just seem like maybe something happened to somebody that wrote for the show and they're like, I need to make this episode. This needs to be a cathartic thing for right. me. Right. I don't know. Cause some of these are so, fucked up. So, okay. And I'm, sur- I was, oh, my microphone. Um, I was surprised too by the darker episodes because a lot of the things on this show, on this list, I didn't watch everything. You know, there were some older shows in there that I didn't watch and some I did, but I don't remember. But like the lighter thing, it's not even lighter. So one of the thing, one of the episodes is Jesse's song by Saved by the Bell, which is an infamous episode. Episode, right? It sucks. <laughs> Where Jesse, uh, she she's trying to balance schoolwork and there's and like this singing, dance competition, no singing, comp- whatever. They're singing. Yeah. I'm so excited, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she. Is starts taking caffeine pills to keep up with the test and her grades and this and like everybody wants something from her, right? right. And they was like, Jesse, you have to do this. So she's pulled in a million directions. So she tar- starts taking caffeine pills to stay up and um, and then she starts losing it. She spirals. She spirals. She loses control. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> she so, got too excited. Which is stupid because caffeine pills, like you're not gonna, you don't become addicted to caffeine pills. Number one. But in that sense, it's not that dark, right? Right. So that is my idea of a dark episode. And even then, when I was younger, when they, these episodes would appear, I'm like, whatever, it's just another episode. Mm-hmm. They tend to be my least like, favorite oh, episodes. This, this episode's not as funny. Yeah, exactly. So I, it didn't even bring that social awareness that it was supposed to, at yeah, least to me. You didn't learn anything about caffeine pills. I, yeah. I feel like back then, I don't even know. I was like, wow, caffeine pills are bad. I don't think I even thought that either. Right. Um, but the real story is that it was supposed to be uh, amphetamine that she was taking. Like but diet pills. I think maybe that was it was too too much too, for too I guess for NBC. Yeah, and the so morning. they watered it down and made it. It would have been a lot more effective if it was amphetamine. Well, her behavior would have been like at least write it to the caffeine pills. Right. But her behavior still stayed the same as if she was taking these like taking speed. Right. Right. Anyway, so uh, that's one I want to bring up. They also have a, a pot episode. Do you remember those? There's no hope with dope. With dope, yeah. 
so fucking stupid. And they brought the NBC chairman like yeah, in that episode like a, to make a, a commercial a talk after the and you know. And then the guy, the 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 Johnny guy, he was an actor and he had a crush on Kelly. And then he tried to he was doing an anti drug campaign, but then at the party he tried to get her to smoke weed. He seemed cool. <laughs> Like a cool he was guy. Short. He was short, but cool. Zach he Morris was, was way cooler than he him. Was I felt. Weed. Cool guy. <laughs> they not. They smoke. They did cocaine back then at parties, right? <laughs> at Hollywood parties in the nineties, they weren't doing cocaine. Oh yeah. See, I, you're right. Now that I think back to when I was at the Hollywood <laughs> Hollywood parties in the the early nineties, they totally were doing coke. Anyway, I don't know these things. <laughs> Um, so those Probably. are the, the, those dark episodes, but, um, do you want to start, do you want me to start from the list yeah. up above? I'm not going to read this. Okay. Uh, so this one is really, is really dark. One of the darker ones, it's called the bicycle man. And this is different strokes. And I used to watch dis- different strokes. Um, cause I was, a, I watched a lot of Nick at night for whatever reason. Mm. I was just up late, I guess. Um, so this one, Gary Coleman's character, um, what is it? He meets a bike shop owner. And then the bike shop guy gets him to go to his apartment after school. And then the bike guy, I guess his name is Mr. Horner, uh, attempts to get him drunk and his friend. So Gary Coleman and his friend get Sick. them drunk. Seems like a cool guy so talk far. Talk them out of their clothes. Take mm. shirtless pictures of them. Uh. Um, so it was a molestation. Right. Near molestation. And it was like, you know, don't. Don't trust strangers and like if they offer you things, yeah. And this is still so relevant. This was be- obviously before internet. Yeah. Different strokes came out. But you meet someone and they say they're nice to you. So you have a, it's not your nephew, right? But we were mentioning this at the oh, party. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's this older guy. He's like in his 40s or whatever that's like good friends with, uh, my, uh, technically, I am related to this, to the kid. By marriage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's my nephew's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, kind of he's like far, good, but He's okay. like good friends with uh, my nephew's cousin. How old is the cousin? Uh, what was he, like 12 or 13 or yeah. something? Like, why is a 40-year-old a good friends with a fucking, like, preteen? Wasn't he going to throw him a birthday party? He's throw him a birthday party. <laughs> what the fuck is this? I know. But the parents are not around, like, not stepping in at all. The, the mom has had dinner with him. Like, he's, he's like, a, he's, I guess, now become a family friend. But, like, he's more friends with the kid. And I guess he's friends with kids in the neighborhood. He's a, you know, neighborhood kid friend guy. I wonder if that's, like, an innocence that kids have where they don't think that this person oh right. it's nice you know she's a nice this, adult man this bicycle man probably <laughs> was being really nice to gary coleman and was like hey come over to my house and we'll play games and we'll eat food and you know and there's there's the whole, i ride a bicycle there's the whole thing of like uh they're an adult they're in a position of power mm-hmm. and uh kids like trust adults so like you wouldn't assume that this this adult is going to do anything. But when I was younger, I remember uh, we lived in an apartment complex, and so we'd make friends with the other kids in the apartment. We would go all over the place, no parents parental supervision whatsoever. We were just around the apartment complex, mm. um, and it's just the 
there was nothing bad that happened, at least from what I remember. But oh, there was a, a a woman. She wasn't that much older than us. I guess we were kids, and she was like maybe in her twenties. She didn't speak much English, but like we went into her apartment, and she like gave us guacamole and chips. Like she mm. made guacamole and chips. Nothing bad happened, but I was in a stranger's house eating food. Like, like that's nobody, weird. Nobody like nobody knows where I am. Know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nobody knows where I am. I'm just being fed by this by this woman. And I, of course, I'm a kid. I'm like, yeah, guacamole. Of course, I'll come over. Mm. So I was actually thinking about a a, a very special episode moment of my life oh, no. uh, recently. Uh-huh. Uh huh. First, I don't know what triggered this, but I was just like playing some video games at night, and I was like, huh. I remember one day uh, in elementary school, I went to school. And uh, they called everybody into like the auditorium, and they told us that our custodian died. And then I found out that he uh, killed himself oh. by turning his car on in the garage and, and like suffocating. At, at school or in no, the house? No. Uh, I'm surprised like, they even announced that. That's fucking weird. Well, my my good friend, his mom worked at the school, oh. so I think he got some like inside information oh, got about it. Got it. it. They didn't tell. They were just like, uh, so the janitor, and he was like a friendly janitor. Yeah. Everybody in the school knew him. He was like the janitor at our and elementary he, school. Carbon monoxide he, and stuff? Oh, yeah. that's so sad. Uh, and I, was, I remember that. I was like, fuck. That was a weird day. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, okay, so moving on from that episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, this one's, this called... one's fucking wild. Okay, yes. <laughs> so it's called Edith's. 50th birthday. This is All in the Family. Mm-hmm. All in the Family is Archie Bunker, right? Right. Um, a very controversial show, but also very forward at the time, right? Yeah. Um, He's a Openly bigot. racist character. Terrible person. Uh, and the, people were laughing. The, Wait, I, the I, I base, am so out of the context show, with this show. So the whole point, like, uh, the intro to Family Guys based on the intro to uh, All in the Family. Yes. Uh, Edith is the, the mother. Yes. Uh, Archie's the curmudgeon. He's pretty much been the prototypical, like, uh, like difficult dad in all of these sitcoms. He really is the prototype for that. Mm-hmm. It, like you think about, he's just like uh, the big, the like married the fat, with children. Like, he's like the Al Bundy. Yeah, he's the totally. yeah, he's the fat guy with probably a good heart, but he's kind of dumb and like yeah, uh, he has his, his son um, Jughead. Uh, is that his son? Uh huh. Jughead? Uh-huh. He called him Jughead. Oh. And, Did uh, you watch the show? <laughs> no. And then I think Jughead's girlfriend was uh, Sally Struthers, right? Oh, Babette. A connection to Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. Right. Uh, anyway, tell us about Edith's 50th birthday. So for Edith, Edith's 50th birthday, she was at home while her family was planning a birthday party. Looked like shit for 50, by the way. Yeah. And a stranger knocks on the door, claiming to be a police detective. So mm-hmm. there you feel an inherent trust when the police knocks on your door. Right. To be honest, if I saw a cop, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not opening I'm the door. I'm opening the door. I'm pretending I'm sleeping. Um, and Edith lets him inside. Then he viciously attacks her, threatens to rape her, and threatens to rape her. But luckily, I guess how she got out of it was there was a birthday cake in the oven. It catches on fire. The smoke comes out. And then she throws the cake at him and runs away. Everybody laughs. Freeze frame. Uh, uh, credits roll. Uh, it's like <laughs> I don't know how you well, end that Well, because sitcoms are always supposed to be that nothing really gets they get wrapped up in that one episode, right. Right? right? But whether it's a logical ending or not, like realistically, if this happened to anybody, the cake like, yeah. is not stopping. No, no. Well, okay, the cake might like if it's a, a cake that's on fire. This person's probably gonna have like 
burns. Uh, you're going to call the police. Also, this is probably going to like impact her life moving forward. Yeah. There's probably, should be callbacks to this in like other I know. Episodes. Does this like, address hey, later? Is she going to therapy after this? <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck? Um, she, also, she's not hot. Why do they do these episodes? <laughs> I don't know. And what's the lesson of this episode? Don't trust police. Or anything can happen. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, a lot of these are like, they have a message, but it's like, hey, uh, if somebody knocks on your door and says they're a detective, they could rape you. Just remember that. It's called never leaving me alone at the house. I guess so. By myself. Don't ever let your family plan a birthday party for you. <laughs> or always have a hot oh, cake Oh, ready. yeah. No, we want the birthday party. That cake has saved her life. Yeah. Always have a hot cake ready. And don't trust the police. I, there was a... He had like a gun. I saw a picture of it. Jesus he had a gun Christ. and pointed at her and she was so scared. Oh, God. What a terrible Poor episode. Edith. Um, California Dreams. Another of the Saved by the Bell. Not so not so dark, um, but it's a teen sitcom. Mm-hmm. And Tiffany, one of the characters, she's supposed to be the really... She's really nice she's and innocent. Surfer, right? She's a surfer girl. Um, everybody loves her because she's super sweet, but then she joins a volleyball team and then gets starts taking steroids because she's not strong enough because she's like the, pe- the petite blonde girl. Right. So she starts taking her friend, gives her steroids, and then she wants more steroids. And then there's a timing issue with this too because she takes steroids, gets addicted super fast, starts getting the, ro- the road rage, the, the roid rage, rage right. uh, like throws her friend against the wall. And then now she has to go to... That, that's not how steroids work, people. <laughs> like, you take know. steroids for recovery so you can continue to train. If you just take steroids, if this was real, you're not going to get, like, just fucking ripped. But does it give you, like, a, like a strength? No, it gives you no strength. It like, just, the superhero strength? Steroids just oh. allow you to train more, and they, like, give you faster recovery time for your muscles so you can continue to, like, grow muscles quicker. They also give you, like, pimples on your back. So if they want to be really accurate, they could have given her acne. Sure. <laughs> right. But there's only 30 minutes, so it can't, it won't happen. No. And then she's fine, and this is never mentioned again in any other episode. Correct. Like, she hey, didn't Tiffany, have to remember this. when you were on steroids for like a day or two? That was wild. Are you still going to therapy and right. <laughs> for this? Do you, do you still struggle with addiction? <laughs> right. Uh, How I Met Your Mother, Marshall's Dad Dying. Yeah. So this is like a, a typical, very special episode where it's not a very special episode in the sense of like, no the one's getting ones, killed. Oh, I mean, well, someone died, but sure. no one's getting raped. In it's not raising awareness for anything. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not even really a special episode. It's just like, oh, wait till you see this episode we got. It's a sad one. Yeah, like the show that like brings you joy. Uh, we're gonna fucking try to make you cry this <laughs> That's time. That's crying time. Time for some storyline. <laughs> but I remember watching this because we used to like How I Met Your Mother mm-hmm. um, until that dreadful last season. Um, <laughs> but. There was a countdown, if you remember. Because the mother dies. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but Marshall's... This is a, how Marshall's dad died. Yeah. This is what the the show is called right now. Uh, but there was a countdown, if you remember. So every scene, there, were, there was a, like a calendar in the back or some oh, sort of time yeah. Yeah, yeah. where it's like 30, 29, 28. And so it was kind of letting the audience know that something it's bad's going to happen. Yeah. Um, just in 30 seconds and 29 seconds and something. Right. And stuff like that. So... Well, that's what a weird thing to do. Yeah, that was that was the writers were like, <laughs> "This is clever." They were like, "Man, this is gonna be our best episode." We're gonna, that that was them being like, "We're gonna win an Emmy for this episode." <laughs> like, it's gonna be sad, and we're gonna have all these these clever tricks and like uh, storytelling methodologies and stuff. 
Um, I guess I, I was reading that uh, what's his name, Jason Siegel, didn't know that the what was going to happen because it was a, just a normal episode mm. until he finds out, and then he no, it wasn't. I think his child was born. Oh, and then yeah. he found out that his dad died. Jason Siegel didn't know that that was going to happen, that his dad died. So when he found out, it was like a legitimate... He didn't read the script before the No, episode? they left it out on purpose. Oh. They're like, oh, you're going to have your baby. And then here's like a side. I uh, feel like that's <laughs> not true. Okay. I don't think that that's how shows work. <laughs> okay. Also, they typically don't film shows chronologically like that right. either. So, so then like that a, scene probably very... was filmed at another time. Which could... Yeah, he just didn't know that that was going to happen later. And you don't get the full script? Like, how are you going to react? I don't think that was a genuine... He had lines. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, that seems like a lie. Uh, Scrubs, so... what's, what's They the... had a couple of episodes they did, that were they like did. this, but this episode... And it's... So it's a it's a sitcom, but it's also a doctor show, a right. medical show, so of course you're going to have people die on medical shows. Right. Uh, yeah, this episode, it was really... Well written. This was the episode I, I really where like this one. Uh, Ben dies. So if you watched the show, you Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Yes. Uh, he was the brother of uh, Jordan. Jordan. So the brother-in-law of Doctor Cox. Yeah. Uh, and so the the show it kind of um, does this weird thing where he's like visiting, and then he gets sick in the episode, uh, and then like the show kind of gets a little once he's sick, like. He still keeps appearing yes. in scenes, but he's. You learn later on that like he's only ever interacting with Doctor Cox from that point forward. Like none of the other characters are interacting with him, and mm-hmm. some of the conversations are a little weird. And you're like, this episode's kind of taking a strange turn. And then you learn at the end that when he got sick, he died, uh, and uh, it was like Doctor Cox was the like just he couldn't handle it, so he was manifesting Ben still being there and talking to him to try to get through it. Oh, you remember um, that? Because I was like, oh, yeah, JD was thinking of him, but it no, wasn't. It was Dr. It was Cox. Dr. You're Cox. Right, you're right. Yeah. Because he couldn't uh, that come was his to way terms of, with it. Uh, because with it. he felt guilty that, like, they couldn't catch his sickness earlier. Oh, right. Because it was misdiagnosed or something like that. Because he, uh, I think what happened is in the episode, the There's first episode episodes. that he yes. was in, he got sick. I think it was like leukemia or something. I don't remember. Uh, and then he was, like, in remission. Uh, I don't know why I remember this so well. Uh, and then the episode <laughs> when he comes back is the one that he dies in. And he like, it, he has a, a flare up of his leukemia or whatever it is. And like they didn't catch it and they were ignoring the signals. At least that's how Dr. Cox felt. Mm-hmm. And so he feels kind of partial, uh, partially to blame for it. Uh, yeah, good episode. Well written. There was uh, the other one where uh, the blood transfusion or the transplant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so oh, a lady There's dies. Three, yeah. The three people need organs. Right. She dies. She's an organ donor. They're like, okay, give her the organs. Find out that this bitch had rabies. Yeah. Which is, when I heard that, I was like, that is such a random thing to have. But she had rabies. So all the organs were tainted. And mm-hmm. then those three people ended up dying with a Do you know transplants. what the survival rate is for rabies? No. Zero percent. Oh. Nobody that's gotten rabies has lit. Okay, so Stephen, so today, we didn't mention this, but you cut my hair today, uh-huh. which you did a really good job on. Yeah. This has to do with rabies, um, because, so you did a really good job on it. My hair is short, but we were outside, and then the cat came, right? Mm. And so one of the cats that visited us that we mentioned earlier uh, came by, 
And then I was thinking, what if? It, and he was like stalking the hair or something. Yeah, I don't he, know. He looked like he was ready. <laughs> here, whatever the gender that cat was, was ready to pounce on something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so I was thinking there when I was a chair while you were cutting my hair. What if he has rabies and he bites you? I, well, uh, so once rabies, once you like have rabies, yeah, you will die from it. But like, if an animal that has rabies attacks you, you can get it like treated before it like infects you, and then you're okay. 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 So it's like, if you get attacked by an animal, just go to the doctor right away. And get a rabies shot no matter what. Right. Uh, but Because once it like takes hold and you actually have it, you're fucked. Okay, okay. Okay, good to know. But yeah. I was not, see, I didn't know that it was 0%. So I was like, oh, God. Yeah. I was thinking about that literally today. Anyway, that was one of the episodes. There's like prevention and that really, for rabies, that episode, there's no cure, do you, Was it a Snow Patrol song that... The the song that it's always like how to save a life. <laughs> yeah, that that's song. the what is that Keen? Uh, or there's a Snow Patrol song that Snow I can't Patrol, remember. Snow Patrol and then oh god that chasing cars song. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I don't know if that's Snow Patrol too, but that was always that was like a huge song during that time, and so they played that. So that song combined with what was happening, combined with the acting, I was like crying. <laughs> I was like, that's it's so very sad. Sa- and like it because it is a, a it catch swerve. You off guard. Yeah. And then you're like, oh shit, he's been dead. And Dr. Cox, who's usually like a very uh stoic personality, that's just kind of his character, he's like bawling and breaking down. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, very impactful episode. Uh next one is uh Shape Up. This is a full house, very special episode. I where... don't remember this one. So I watched Full House and I do remember this one. And of course I don't remember it vividly because I'm I probably just skipped it. <laughs> I watched it once and then probably skipped it. Uh but DJ, the oldest daughter, um, she was always she was like kind of chubby when she was uh younger. Mm-hmm. And so they're gonna her friend wants to throw a pool party. Her friend Kimmy is super skinny, right? So they have all these skinny girls. And so she gets self-conscious. So DJ goes on a diet. She, I think she's only eating like ice ice. Oh. Like yeah. popsicles or something like that. Sure. And then she's working out so much. And then she was on the treadmill and then she gets dizzy and like faints. And then everybody's worried. But then she's fine. And that's it. <laughs> Eating disorder solved. <laughs> Eating disorder. That's... Oh, wow. I really got out of hand there. I guess I'll never do that again. <laughs> right. I'll never have body dysmorphia or any sort of longstanding issues arising from this. But, you know, there was a lesson at the end, as there is usually on uh, Full House episodes. Every episode. Yeah. Even the lighthearted ones. Uh, uh, so I, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't watched any of these other, I guess the last two I've watched. So I'll let you kind of take... Mm-hmm. over on these um this one is a fresh prince of bel-air so i don't remember this i did watch fresh prince but i i don't think i've watched every single episode there was a couple of very special episodes there was the one where like uh will uh what is it there's the whole like there's the whole scene with him and yeah, uncle and phil yes and like but what they happened? didn't want me or something oh, like yeah. that well because he had went to go right. live with his uncle, right? He got sent to live with his uncle. Right. That's how the song goes. Right. <laughs> I feel I like there's going to be a lot of mad people be like, what the fuck? But you that's like a very that? like prominent episode of it being uh, talking about, you know, your family's not necessarily who... Uh, who you're born, who you're born from, with, yeah. but who, yeah, like that kind of message. But mm-hmm. uh, this this one seems wild. Uh, so this one is uh, Will gets shot. Um, Will Smith. Will Smith gets shot shot and will also in the <laughs> show um but i guess i th- i think this was at atm uh. and so will saves carlton push it out of the way but then gets shot and then they're in the hospital and so carlton to protect himself starts carrying a gun with him and 
So I guess the whole episode is fighting violence with violence, right? Kind of thing, retaliating, and they didn't want Carlton to do that. Like Will's, like I, I got shot, but that I don't want you to get, you know. Because what if you shoot someone? What if you yeah. shoot you hurt someone? It's, it could be someone innocent, right? Right. It's, You've it's, just you become nervous. It may not and be the culprit. Happy. It could you could just have hurt someone like Will was just hurt. So right. Um, that was a really serious episode as well. Uh, family matters. So I was reading they deal with a lot of a lot of social issues. And I remember some of this. So the first one was uh, it's called Good Cop Bad Cop, and this is Eddie. So this is uh, Eddie Winslow, the oldest brother. Uh, he's pulled over and arrested by a racist cop for not signaling. Signaling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Eddie's dad is a cop. He confronts uh, this officer, and the who simply confirms he stopped him for being black in a white town. Right. So how relevant is that? How relevant was it back then? How relevant is it now? It's just well, because there, like this, uh, I guess there was a, an episode of I think it was a Blackish where it was like a similar thing. Oh right, uh, and like that episode because we've come so far. Uh, that episode, like the station didn't want to air it when oh, yeah. it came out. <laughs> yeah, really fucking stupid. Um, and then another one. So Laura, the uh, the daughter. She uh, attempts to encourage people to learn about black history during Black History Month. However, she's told to go back to Africa and has the N-word written on her locker. Jesus. Yeah. That is is rough. (laughs) And like the Winslows are a middle class family. Right. right? So like that that was like a... They live in the burbs. Right. Similar to the Cosby show where it's like you have a middle class black family uh, where they're prominent members of their community. So when things like this happen, it's... Uh, a way of kind of saying like this isn't this doesn't go away just when people get jobs right, and money like, right this is an yes. intrinsic issue in, in yes. the society uh what's really weird because I, I i was thinking about the uh the eddie getting pulled over and mm-hmm. stuff and it reminded me uh because i was thinking about family matters and the parallels with the cosby show uh it reminded me of how bill cosby's son was killed uh he stopped at the side of the road to help change somebody's tire uh, that was flat, and then, like, somebody just came up and shot him. Oh. Yeah. Really fucked up. I don't know. That just teaches you not to do good deeds for anyone. You don't. Don't ever. Uh, <laughs> clean it up or leave? You leave. Leave. <laughs> somebody's got a flat tire on the side of the road. Oof. Sorry. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so not gonna, I'm not going to get Cosby sunned. I'm not going to get Cosby anything Cos- at this point. Um, I, the, I'm... S- I watched the Co- again. I watched the Cosby Show, but I feel like this is all in my peripheral because I don't remember a lot of the episodes that I right. watched. Um, I just remember it making me laugh, and that, and I thought it was funny. Mm. Um, but I'm special episodes. No, nothing came on the list for that, so I'm wondering if they even if they had some. I know they had some serious topics, but maybe because Bill Cosby, the way that he the, didn't sh- wanna, the like, show is built, yeah. Uh, I don't know if they ever had episodes dealing with that. I really don't remember. I think because he wanted to show a black family right. with, you know, uh, upper middle wanted class, lawyer. Wanted to show, like, lawyer. positive. Yeah, yeah, positive, yeah, a positive outcome. Uh, so this one, I don't remember this episode at all. So is this the Family Guy episode? Yeah. I slightly remember this. Okay, so Quagmire's sister on Family Guy gets abused. So it's called Screams of Silence, and the story is of Brenda Q. The episode follows Glenn Quagmire's sister, Brenda, as she struggles with genuine physical and mental abuse at the hands of her fiancé, Jeff. Uh, and so Quagmire Joe and Peter decide to kill him. Mm-hmm. I kind of remember this episode. I remember feeling really uncomfortable um, watching it. Yeah. I think this this comes down to like 
Seth MacFarlane thinks he's much smarter than he is. And so I think he's kind of like, I'm going to deal with a really heady issue uh, that's really like rough and I'm going to make it like realistic and make people really uncomfortable. They make it, but, and, but then he also does it in like a joking way too. Right. Remember there was that one joke where, um, not the Huffalump, but one of the elephants, like here's domestic abuse. Yeah. And then they had this cut. And so next door he hears fighting and then somebody's like, eventually right. drops dead. Right. Oh, Horton, like Horton hears Horton, domestic abuse. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so I was like, Oh gosh, like even that felt like, yeah, that was dark to me. So this one, like, addressing it and and the i saw a picture and the the sister has like a black eye yeah. and like so i was just oh I feel god like I, that's I such a dark remember episode. it yeah so dark um and then uh sticking along to the the cartoon so in the simpsons when maud dies there was a couple of simpsons episodes that were more like uh they kind of dealt with with issues and stuff and they they did it in a much better way what what else oh what else is there um well, the Mod Dies episode, and this was based on because the writers didn't like the voice actors, right? I think she, right? she like wanted a raise or something. And, like, the, <laughs> and they were the being dicks. Well, the thing with The Simpsons is that like a lot of people that do voice work on The Simpsons voice a lot of people. And I feel like Mod's voice actress was just doing Mod, And it's mm. like, whatever. We don't, you're a side character. We don't really care about you. So we're going to kill you. We're going to kill you off. Uh, I don't, I, I'm sure there's other like, emotional episodes of Simpsons. I don't know why I can't think of it. I don't remember like crying over it. No, anything. I think it's more just like they, they deal, they're very... Uh, I can't remember any domestic abuse type episodes. I feel no, like that's out of character. That's not a Simpsons thing, yeah. right? But I think they, they just kind of uh, deal with issues in a funnier way and like they make you think about certain issues that, mm -hmm. that exist and that happen. Uh but like, don't they don't beat you over the head with it, mm. and it's more subtle. Like there was the whole Lisa going vegetarian episode, which is not a big thing, but like it, they peppered in some like actual stuff into the episode, and then they also have a flying pig, right? That shoots out of the. That's in the same episode. Yeah. Oh. Paul McCartney's in that episode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Duh. That's a, that's like a major episode. Yeah. Hello. Um. So that's it for my list. What did you think of my list? Uh, what are your general thoughts on very special episodes? Very special episodes um, for this very special episode. <laughs> for this very, uh, yeah, I think there's a place for them. Um, some of these I've I've obviously not not seen. They're uh, not really funny. They're not funny, but I guess like there is. I guess the thing is, none of these are, talk about things that like I'm. At least at this stage of my life, like. None of these are like new things or they're not teaching me anything. I, I think the, the thing I want to really look at is like anybody that's watching Family Matters, for example, and they they see these like racist episodes, does that have any impact on anybody? I, and I wonder, well, I was also, I think in the same article is that uh, they were saying that Family Matters didn't find a balance between these serious episodes and like the comedic episodes, like the Urkel yeah. Big episodes too. Um, but but I don't know. Maybe it is a, some sort of awareness, at least for a little while. I don't know if it's stuck. Right. And, yeah. And like I was reading something recently about, um, I think it, it had to do with, with uh, the recent uh, protests and stuff around police brutality and racial injustice. And uh, like a lot of online discourse is like online discourse 
is very special episodes because it's all about awareness. They're mm-hmm. not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And like, what is awareness of racism going to do? Is there somebody who's like, oh, maybe, I didn't know there was racism. Maybe you, uh, maybe it's a, a mirror to yourself being like, nobody wait, I do this. They, but that nobody has that self-reflective. There's, it's people such hide. a small amount of people that yeah. might have that. Like, you don't fix uh, structural racism with awareness. You, like have to you ad- need to do things. I think it's using your platform. Maybe it did. Yeah, I think it makes the writers and the actors and everybody, but like they feel good doing it. Like we're helping. Maybe they are. You don't know. I doubt it. I don't remember these episodes very much. There, there's but I'm also, also not anorexic from watching. I never took steroids. So I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> that there isn't like episodes of Degrassi and stuff on here. Well, okay, Degrassi is an entire like it's that's whole not a sitcom. platform is very special episodes. Degrassi's not a sitcom. True. Because uh, I'm thinking of there's there's also episodes where they'll have like um, they'll talk about suicide or something and then they'll have like the suicide hotline number mm-hmm. and they'll have like a talk about mm-hmm. it like a lot of a lot of shows will do that a lot that. of shows do that uh, at the end yes. and that's helpful because some uh, they some break the fourth wall and address the audience right. directly I right. think in one of, I don't know which list I think it was different strokes they did that right uh, and we talked about the uh, Oh God! What show was it? The oh, the pot episode of of Saved by the Bell. They break. Oh the yes, wall. they break the fourth in, wall. And they kind of break the fourth wall. Um, yeah, there's some of these episodes like the How I Met Your Mother and Scrubs episode. Like they're not very special episodes in the fact they're not raising awareness of anything. They're not raising awareness of like they're doing it for the storyline, right? right? They're doing it for like emotional response. Yeah, and like for that for that award. Yeah, and for the, the <laughs> yeah the Emmy. Um, so those are, and then you have ep- other episodes like the mod dying where it's just like, we have to write this into the show. <laughs> there's other shows where like a character, like. They just disappear and you don't yeah. ever have to deal with them ever again. And that's fine. And if the Simpsons did that, but they did it because they were kind of being, everybody in this was being assholes. Right, right. I, I think there's there's other instances of uh, a character having, like being killed off. I think this happens more in like, um and like older mm-hmm. like situational dramas and stuff where a character like uh I think Grey's Anatomy does this where they will kill off uh people when they when the writing staff doesn't like them and they're getting fired or something. Yeah. That's kind of like what they do. That's how they do. Like nobody can just like nobody I found leaves. another job. Yeah, nobody I want to move leaves. from Seattle into a different state. Who knew that doctors would die so frequently? You know, when there's bombs involved Plane crashes. Um, what else did they have to deal with? I stopped watching Grey's Anatomy a long time ago. Um, are there any sitcoms that you remember? Anything that I missed that I didn't touch on? I feel like you don't watch. Did King of the Hill have any? How about Home Improvement? Oh, there was an episode of King of the Hill when the... Um, so there, there's episodes that like have multi-episode arcs and stuff. I think there was a racial one, right? There's Yeah, there's some racial ones. Ah, King of the Hill is such a, a well-written show. Um uh, <laughs> I need to rewatch that. Well, I remember because his girlfriend's Native American, right? The son? No. Oh. No, she's uh, Laotian. Oh. Khan Jr. is her name. Oh. <laughs> really funny. Good show. You should watch it. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so, yeah, there is some like racial things there. Uh, and then there's the thing about like um, Dale's uh, wife is sleeping with John Redcorn, who's Native American. But they don't really talk about that all that Red much. Red corn. Yeah, he's he's just more of like, yeah, they never address, they never really talk about that in a, a negative way. But there was an episode where um, 
the uh, so that Hank Hill is a propane uh, and propane accessories salesman. Yes. Uh, and we recently had experiences with propane. Very nerve-wracking if you're unfamiliar with it. I thought it. we were going to die uh, and explode and ex- explode the entire neighborhood. So what happened in a multi-episode arc is uh, there's like the there's an explosion mm-hmm. in like the big like uh, like a Walmart type of thing, uh, and propane is the reason why it explodes, mm-hmm. uh, and it kills Luann, who's the oh they killed uh, they killed someone right so. Luann's boyfriend uh, dies in the explosion. Uh, and Luann is Hank's wife's niece who's like living with them because oh, uh, yeah. her, the blonde her girl. parents yeah, blonde girl, yeah. Uh, are just like, they're in and out of jail and stuff. Um, and yeah, so her boyfriend dies in the explosion. Then Hank has like this weird thing where he can't, he's afraid of propane for a while. Yeah, uh, propane's scary. But he's like a huge proponent. He loves propane and propane <laughs> accessories. That's kind of his deal. So he has to like overcome it. Uh, and like, it's funny because you're dealing with like this guy who loves, loves propane <laughs> and he's like afraid to turn on a grill. Um, but I yeah, can, they, I can relate. But like there's this whole lead up uh, and some shows will do this where it'll be like, you know that there's going to be an explosion. Like the explosion happens in like one episode and in the previews, they're like, somebody doesn't make it out alive. Oh. And you're like, oh, somebody's going to die. And you're like, I don't know which one's going to die. Like, that's, I think even the clickbait. Simpsons, they were like, somebody's going to die in this episode. I feel like I remember with that. With what? Bleeding Gums Murphy? Oh, with Maude. With Maude, okay. yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that was it with King of the Hill. <laughs> I can't um, think of any other like special. I did no research on this. No, that's uh, all right. This is my episode, remember? Yeah. I'm kind of gone long i'm we're done that was it i my curation done so i'm gonna play a song uh, i was thinking about it and i do have a song that is uh, that speaks from to this. a very special episode i didn't watch it because uh i mean i probably did see this episode but this is a show you watch mm-hmm. uh, one tree hill mm-hmm. uh, I, I think oh, this was an that's episode not a sitcom. no uh, i think this song was played because the um, writer of the show, the creator of the show, is a big fan of the band um, The Replacements. Great band. Uh, he likes Gavin DeGraw. That's also very strange. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to play some Gavin DeGraw. I think this episode had to do with Sawyer's mom or something, being like an alcoholic. I don't know. Somebody was an alcoholic. Sawyer's mom was an alcoholic. A she recovering died in addict. She died. Yeah. So I think in the episode that she dies, this song plays. Uh, so this is a, a bit of a downer song. It's a song because the replacements also were like all alcoholics. Uh, only mm. one of them's dead. Um, From but, alcoholism? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, but this song's about like being, it's called Here Comes a Regular. Uh, and it's a song about being like a regular at a bar and like the problems of uh, just like constant alcoholism and drinking. Great song. Great band. Uh, I recommend them. They have a lot more uh, jumpier songs. Pretty much any... Is this a somber one? Kind of. Okay. It's a good song, though. Um, but All right. Well, we're sorry for depressing you in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing good happened it's, in this it episode, start, right? It started off bleak, and it ended off in just the same. Um, just like these episodes of these shows. Uh, so are the days of our lives. Anyway... Uh, Goodbye. Bye. Uh, Thank you for listening. MH Podcast. We'll post the video. It's recording. We will see you next time. Maybe we'll post other video from an episode a long time ago, too.
Picture 